<laughs> Welcome to Kill You With Truth Afternoon Podcast. What's up, boys? What's up, hey, man? Hey, D-Mac. Hey, everyone. All right, we've done some stupid, goofy stuff, but this might be the stupidest and goofiest of all the stuff as we're just pointing a phone at ourselves outside of the scene of the crime. Wow. Maybe I should just start there. Nate, what'd you think of that game? Man, so I was in the air. I was on a flight when it was happening. Uh, no Wi-Fi on the flight. A three-year-old next to me was demanding my attention. So I didn't get to see any of it until I landed. And then I looked on Twitter and tried to follow like the last part of the game. And I, and I jumped in the radio, on the radio, turned on the radio for the last two minutes and heard the call of the fumble being picked up after Russell was trying to drive him down and the two-minute warning. I watched the game just now, DMAC, so it's fresh. And, dude, this is a team that can't play two halves of football. Right, the first half was okay. I mean, not great. The Jets defense is pretty good. So let's hand it to the Jets defense for putting the Broncos offense in a bad spot. But the deep, but the Broncos defense, man, just was like a sieve. They just opened up and it wasn't just off the edges. It was between the tackles. It was almost as if those guys didn't want to be out there. Nathaniel Hackett got his revenge, man. I have never, in close to 30 years of the NFL, covering the NFL, I've never covered a team that couldn't stop the run. I mean, never? like, swear to God. I mean, that couldn't completely. They have given up 755 yards yeah. in three games. That's fourth worst in NFL history. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, so my first thought was. You know, was, you should do this. When yeah. you talk, you All right, should, All right here we go. That, that's right. the way it should go. I got to duck down so I can get in there. <laughs> so my, my first thought was, this is what your ass gets. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, I'm not sorry, Sean Payton, there we go. This is what you get, Sean Payton. This is what you get when you talk trash like that and you put someone under the bus. At some point, it's no fun when the rabbit has the gun. The Jets had the gun on the Broncos on Sunday. Uh, the run defense thing. I have been on a league-worst run defense. You have. I was on the 32nd-ranked run defense oh. for the Seattle Seahawks one year. It was awful. You couldn't stop anybody. It disrupted our defensive game plan. It disrupted our offensive game plan. Teams could do whatever they wanted. They could hold the ball. They could run the ball. They could gash us. They could slowly, methodically drive down the field. So I understand what this Broncos defense and team is going through having been there before. All right. Well, let me stay there in the middle. Okay. No, stay there in the middle right, for right. a second. Uh -huh. How do you fix a terrible run defense? You can't. What? Right? You can't. Right? I, thought, I think that's Don't the you answer. just try harder? No, you can't. You can do all the nine on seven drills you want. Well, you can't even do that anymore because you're limited from the C-Bay with how many times you get to put the pads on during the season. So you can't develop more physical toughness. It's, it's not allowed during the NFL anymore. So what are you going to do? You're going to bring in new players? Uh, not very many guys good enough on their couch to help you with the run defense. What do you do? Do you try to toughen up your guys? You get your young guys going? They're not ready to step into the NFL. This team is screwed because of the run defense. What about a fiery speech from Sean? No, they what about enough. walking in and just throwing papers against the wall, no. breaking an iPad over his knee and saying, that shit ain't good enough, and then cutting somebody? Mike Holmgren was so upset that season, he walked into a team meeting and said, well, you guys say F me, I say F you, and he gave the whole team the finger. And then That's how out. mad he was, yes. Wow. Did All you right. win the next game? No, we lost. Okay, yes. Okay. let's, uh, I got Nate in the middle now. Yes. Come on, come on in the middle, Nate. All right. All right. So, talk to me about the Nathaniel Hackett, Sean Payton deal. You know, I asked Sean Payton, after it was all said and done, do you have any regrets? He goes, we already addressed that. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. don't, 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 touch, don't touch the rock. It's going to shake a little yes. bit. Yeah, okay. So uh, you saw two teams. One played for their coach and one did not. So does this Broncos team want to play for Sean Payton? Do they believe in him? Do they care about him? And as goofy of a motherfucker as Nathaniel Hackett is, <laughs> his guys clearly like him. 
And, and yes. that was the word last year too. Nobody hated Nathaniel Hackett. They loved Nathaniel Hackett. He just wasn't good at managing all the compartments of being a head coach. And he's still not great at managing all the compartments of being an offensive coordinator. It wasn't an awesome offensive game by the Jets. So many mistakes by the Broncos. And clearly to me, they're not playing for Sean Payton. There's guys turning it down out there, whereas the Jets were turning it up and clearly wanted to win this one for their coach. And it, I can't say the same for the Denver Broncos. All right, here's, no, I got something. I got something. All right. Here's what I saw. Um, Sean Payton has isolated himself. He's put his players in a bad spot. As a coach, you're not supposed to do that, by the way. Right, like yeah. he did the like the one thing you can't do as a coach, put your players in a – it was a no-win situation with Jared Bell in USA Today. No win – and we saw the passion that was going along with it, and I think you're right. There's plenty of reasons to play for Robert Sala and for Nathaniel Hackett. You could see it. Mm -hmm. Chad, Steph, yep. why do you play – for Sean Payton. Uh, here's a guy who loves attention more than he loves putting his team in a good spot. Here's a guy who loves to have conversations with national media rather than keeping the local media informed. So why are you gonna hit your wagons to this guy? Why are you gonna be invested in this? How many times have you had a coach, Nate, where you said, I'd run through a brick wall for that dude? Coach Shanahan, right? Yep, Coach Shanahan. Okay, Bill Cowell. Well, well, hold on, why would you run through a big brick wall for Shanahan and we'll get to Cowell, but why Shanahan? Uh, for me, man, he, he revived my career when it was dead in the water. Um, I was in a locker room with a bunch of dudes who had skins on the wall, and I was given a roster spot and put out on the field. And so the fact that I was put out on the field amongst these guys who I knew were badasses and the standard of excellence was so high, man, I would run through a brick wall for you. Mm. I would lay myself out for you. I will die for you because you have trusted me, D-Mac. I was willing to risk my life for this thing, and it was because of the trust he showed in me. And you know what? Has Sean Payton um, <sighs> given a vote of confidence to his guys? Does it feel like Sean Payton trusts his guys, that he believes in these guys? It, Part of this is because he doesn't know if he can yet, right? He doesn't have a system in place with those badass veterans who are already in the locker room that the young guys can look to and say, oh, this guy's connected to the coach and they have the success. There's none of that. It's like, why should I trust you, man? What have you done? that anyone in this locker room has seen you do. Cower? All right, I would run through a brick wall for Bill Cower because he was he was all about it. The time spent at the facility from for a coaching perspective, if I see you putting in the work, then I put in the work. If you are willing to, if you are, <laughs> I heard a bus behind me. All right, if you are willing to uh, take the slings and arrows from the media and protect me, when you fall on your sword to the media, this is all my fault. I'm gonna go home, look the man in the mirror. Not just give one line as Sean Payton did, and then go around passing out blame to the team and the coaches. No, really fall on your sword and take all the blame and not allow any wiggle room in that. Then yes, of course, you're just defending me. I will do anything I can to defend you. Sean Payton doesn't give that vibe to this Broncos right. team. I'll, I'll say one more thing about Mike. I'll say one more thing about Coach Shanahan. You would never ever hear him saying something like that, disparaging another coach, right? Uh, right. Upsetting the coaching fraternity, throwing someone else under the bus, setting his players up to get stomped by the bully you just How insulted. How big of an impact do you think that really has? Um, I mean, some clearly are they playing for Sean? Are they playing hard for this guy? 
for six for for sixty you know minutes for four quarters. Isn't it just a little bit less effort that makes all the difference? Oh yeah, the difference between ninety eight percent effort and one hundred percent effort is not that big as far as the two percent, but it shows up in big ways on the field. And for Sean Payton to put his team in a bad spot. I think it's huge. I think you can't okay. overlook that. As a player, you know when a coach puts you in a spot to be successful, and when he doesn't, he put his team in the bad spot with his words and then really refused to apologize for it and refused to make it go away. All right, get do this. All right. Watch this. Watch this. Okay. What now? Now, Chad, you go right back here. All right, so I already talked about the run defense. Uh, this offense has got to find – I think the offense – could be better as they continue to play more of the young guys. Jaleel McLaughlin is clearly the most explosive player and Marvin Mims on this offense. Uh, Javante, hopefully he can come back and be a bit of a bruiser. Cortland Sutton loafing off the line. That was ugly to see. Cortland Sutton, have you? He does not go. No. A hundred percent. That, like I was watching that. That is wild to see somebody not do that. I'll say this about the receivers. They look like they <laughs> they look like they're not ready for the ball because they usually don't get it. Russell okay. Wilson's not willing to throw the ball into tight windows for whatever reason for these tight zone coverages. You have to be willing to throw the ball into tight coverage and give your receivers a chance. This is something we talked about in training camp as well. Russell Wilson not hitting his back step and throwing the ball and giving these guys a shot. Didn't do it at practice, not doing it in the games. And so when you're a receiver, you run your route. Maybe, like, this is open in the NFL. Yeah. Okay, this is open. You put the ball here and I catch it because I have the ball skills and you don't. If, if my quarterback's unwilling to give me a shot versus this tiny DB and my longer arms then guess what i'm gonna start losing faith that he's ever gonna throw it to me so when he finally does i look like the asshole okay but you're the asshole wow you are wow okay what what for the first eight ten passes of the game there wasn't what there wasn't a pass thrown 10 yards down the field they were all line of scrimmages or behind the line of scrimmage passes so this huh what Don't i'm, I'm leaning in i'm leaning right. in so that's also erodes your confidence in the passing game as a receiver. You're not willing to throw down the field. You're not calling plays down the field. The coach doesn't believe in the quarterback. The quarterback doesn't believe in the quarterback. What am I supposed to do as a receiver? What I see with Russell Wilson is he doesn't want to take those chances now. Right. I, I think it's been beaten to his head to not do it. He's not doing it. They're not going to do it. And they're Robert Sala said, we saw what they did with screens and running the ball. Yeah. We made an adjustment. And that was it for the offense for the Broncos. It was like that. They weren't going to throw down the field. They weren't going to put any pressure on the secondary of the Jets. They weren't going to force them to respect that the deep pass. But here's the catch of that all. Maybe Russell's not throwing it because he doesn't think his guys are going to catch it because he doesn't trust their ability to do so because they haven't shown those hands and that ability to make the contested catches. Jerry Judy's not a contested catch maker. Okay. The, this, the catches Corlin Sutton's been making have been like weird body catches and like backward hand catches. He's not snatching that thing. He doesn't look confident with the ball in the air. Where does football trust come from? Break it down to me. Um, As you see it. Jock straps? <laughs> I think football trust comes in that you believe the guy next to you is going to do his job, frankly. That right. you, can, you Football trust comes from trust. Yeah. That you're going to do the right thing, I think. It comes from repetition where I'm working next to you and you do your job over okay. and over and over again. See, I got that right. Then I start to believe in you. And then at some point, I don't even need to think about it anymore because I know you guys are going to do your job. That's clearly not the case, but not just from the players on the field, but also from the coaching staff. When your head coach, again, puts you in a negative spot, when your head coach creates bulletin board material and inspires okay. the other team, okay. why would I trust you to be on my side? You gave them extra motivation. Yeah. Your, your favorite thing. Absolutely. absolutely, And it does exist. Ever since we had that discussion, right. time after time after time again. I was wrong. I will admit I was <laughs> you wrong. You hear people talk about the extra motivation. Clearly, the Jets had some extra motivation. 
this week, yeah. right? And the Broncos didn't for whatever reason. But it wasn't just the the lack of like you know playmaking on offense. It was these mistakes, special teams mistakes. I know, right? I kept blowing Nate up. Right? Another special teams mistake. There were like nine of them in that game, both right. teams. But that doesn't mean you don't try to return a kick because you can't do it right. It's just like being like, oh, I'm throwing a lot of interceptions, so I'm not going to throw the football anymore. Oh, I'm fumbling the ball, so I can't hand the ball off anymore. You have to push through these mistakes and believe that you're going to find a way to play sound football, right? Okay. Now the Broncos face the Chiefs. I mean, what about that reverse, though? What about that reverse when they had a chance to take the momentum back? Samaj P. Ryan throws the ball up and, and yeah, it was it was stupid. Yeah. They were basically in field goal. They were in scoring territory. The Jets were dumb too. Okay, yeah. the, Je the Jets did dumb things as well. So, but what's the same thing you lose to a dumb team? You're dumber than the dumb team. <laughs> I, I don't know what dumber, else man. saying. So now they face yeah. the Chiefs. They've lost 15 in a row mm -hmm. the, uh, on a short week. Um, Guys, if they lose this game, now this is mind-blowing. If they lose this game against the Chiefs, it'll be their worst six-game start in the history of the team. Mm -hmm. So what about the Chiefs, Chad? Okay, but before we get to the Chiefs, oh. as I as you talked about on the podcast on Friday, I was going to do Texas A&M Alabama. So I got a chance to watch uh, the news in Texas and then watch the news in Chicago. That's the Chicago Reptile Show. The local news, not national news, they were making fun of the Broncos. What? They were making fun Why? of Sean. Because of the whole Sean Payton and Daniel oh, Hackett thing. That okay, was leading okay. the sportscast in Texas. It was leading the sportscast in Chicago. That's how bad the Broncos have fallen. Wow. And so to your point, now at the most inopportune time, you play the Kansas City Chiefs. Or, or the most opportune. Oh, oh, oh trap game, okay. right? Trap game. Okay. Hey, if the Chiefs are ever going to not take you seriously, it is right now, right? I don't know. No, I say no. <laughs> I, 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 I say no. Uh, we'll see if Travis Kelsey is going to be able to go after the ankle injury on Sunday. But even without Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs are just so far well, ahead. Well, frankly, what team isn't just going to run the ball on the Broncos? This is what happens when you have the I'm worst not, run defense in the league. And, I've experienced and the, this. They just wear it down. Maybe yes. you stand up in the first half or something, but they're going to get to you eventually, right? They'll just keep picking, picking around. Oh, then we'll go to this week, week uh, fish. We'll find that week fish. All right, so Nick Benito, good sack numbers. Dude, you got to play the run. You got to keep an edge. Come Wait, on, man. so Nick Benito wasn't a bright, shining star? God, I game? thought he was the best defensive player they had. That's how shows you how little you know about defense. Rushing the quarterback is one thing. Your job as an edge player is also to defend the run and force it back inside and create a strong edge. It's, I don't think he's played the run well, really, at all this season. He's gotten out for the quarterback, but that's not enough. That's a guy playing for his own stats, not playing Team D. So here's the reality really quick. The worst defense in the league right now is right here with the Denver Broncos. So what does that mean for the offense? The offense is the strength of this team. They have to score points. They can't play like they did uh, yesterday right here. They have to score touchdown after touchdown after touchdown to keep pace with this Chiefs offense. I don't think that's going to happen. Why not, man? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching I'm telling you that's going to happen, I've watched them play, Are man. you saying they're not playing well? Yes. All right. All right. All right. Last Let's, thing yes. as we wrap it up, and this was one of the goofier things we've ever done. Uh, stand over here just for a second. Chad, you stand over here. Where, where are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to do this. Name the boy band. Okay. Thanks for watching the podcast. Appreciate Peace. it.